This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. We're back live. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. I'm glad you introduced yourself because I forgot who you are. <laughs> you probably did. So long. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> I, I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 26th, episode 2024, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. Well, Glenn, I am glad you're back, but I have, I'm just busting at the seams to tell you what my husband has done. Uh oh. You're not going to What has he done? I haven't got caught up with you in like a month, it seems. Well, that's almost been a month, I guess. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I do. I have lots, but we'll get to those later. Okay. Gotcha. No. So I, um, apparently, I, being here at the house, um, I am unable to do the endurance ride. I just want to let everybody know Thor proved that he was completely slow as molasses. Uh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever ridden a horse for eight miles and kicked him? Not kicked him, but like pushed him every step of the way? Yeah, that's how it went. Yeah, that's and not then, great for so, an endurance horse. <laughs> No. And then so Andrea is like, I'll get you a horse to catch ride. And I was going to catch ride this horse. Well, I had just a wee minor surgery that has kind of taken me out of, of a, a catch riding experience for 25 miles. So uh, I'm okay, but it, it would just cause like too potentially too much drama. So I have not been able to ride. I, and, and Thor, by the way, is leased out now by this tiny little nine-year-old girl who just loves him to pieces and wants to spend every minute with him until we move. So she's like crawling all over him all the time. So if you're like, if you guys are keeping track at home, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight horses and now none of which I can ride. <laughs> none. And I mean, like, I have Zara, who's two, almost two. Pink. Oh, she should be racing pregnant. soon. You'll be fun. You'll be able to ride. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Zara, who's super pregnant. Chili, who is officially retired because he is just so crippled. Duke, who is heat intolerant, and it's still 106 here every day. Um, I have Thor, who's leased out. I have Zeus, who has a done a tendon. And I have this pony now, who's like 13 hands. And he's too small for me. It's so, like a rehab hospital. <laughs> I've got like a senior citizen center also. So, <laughs> so I don't have anything to ride. So on the way home, Chad's like, he goes, I've just noticed you've been a little down. I'm like, what? Why would you say that? I have 
taking care of seven, eight horses a day and I can't ride any of them. And it's my therapy <laughs> is to ride a horse. It's like, I've just noticed that you've been a little down. Very observant, Chad. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Uh, but he said, he goes, you know, we're moving to Oklahoma in mid October. And he's like, I've wanted to get you a present for your certification. And I've been waiting on the certificate to come in. I was going to do this really extravagant mounting or I was going to buy you something nice. He goes, I have an idea of what I should get you for your graduation present for getting certified. I'm like, oh, what? He goes, we're buying you a damn horse. <laughs> <laughs> like you weren't going to do that anyway. <laughs> Dude, how much better is it to be his idea? <laughs> That's true. It's amazing. When has he, he ever been like, you know what? We're going to go out and buy a horse. We see what so it's like, like when you guys don't have a horse to ride. We know. Apparently, I'm just really unpleasant to live with. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have guessed that, that Jamie would be unpleasant to live with without a horse to ride? Who would have guessed without that? A In 100 years, who would have guessed that? I know, I know. So so the horse shopping has oh. commenced. Oh, and, and, I'll, I'll... and you're kind of a little, little just grumpy, bitchy one all day, aren't you? Um, I'm just, like, at 8 p.m., I'm like, I don't want to talk to the child anymore. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> It's just, 8 p.m. I am done. You're that miserable sort of just low-level grumpy. <laughs> oh, God. I, I wouldn't want to live with me. Are you kidding? <laughs> so, anyway. But Jennifer, by the way, she has the same thing. I think all horse women do, but she just gets quiet and doesn't talk to anybody. You know, I just don't hear from her in th- oh, two weeks. And I think it's quite the opposite with me. Yeah. Oh, you'll hear from me. I figured that. <laughs> oh, you'll hear. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let's get started. And you know what? Jolly. I'm kind of glad I haven't been around the last couple of weeks, actually. It's worked out fine <laughs> for me. You know what? That's Okay. You texted me at 4.45 in the morning and how confused I was with the schedule. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm like, put my phone down. Don't. <laughs> Jimmy Do said to me yesterday, I'm glad that? you're back. I had to deal with Jamie for two weeks. Now I know what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I didn't text you back after that? There's a reason, my friend. And I, Don't you throw know, me I... under the bus to try to get yourself out of trouble right now, Glenn. Don't you dare. I, did, I said nothing of the sort, Jamie. <laughs> Glenn, if you call a woman crazy at 4.30 in the morning, you're going to have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And so I thought, I'm going to channel my mother. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So just so you guys know, since Glenn texted me about being crazy at 4.30 in the morning, I have not spoken to him until, like, right now. (laughs) So... We're, and now you're admitting you were a little crazy at 4.30 in the morning. But I'm getting... You better watch it. I will still come through this microphone and come and get you. Okay. So anyway, moving on. I clearly need a horse. Because clearly. I, Thank you, so, Chad. Yeah, yeah. So for the last two days, I've been searching. And so here's what I'm looking for, you guys. Are you ready? Jemmy, get your pen. Because I know you're going to run across these. Okay. There has to be in Oklahoma or surrounding areas. Something between 3 and 10. Something that has been started, but not trained. Um, not a ton of training. I want to do it myself. Green broke. Uh, yeah. Or uh, started, but like really, uh, you know, like baby Zara, where you can do anything to her anyway. Um, Halter broke. I rented it. Halter broke. Chad was like, he goes, do you understand the difference in what you look for versus what you looked for pre-Monty certification? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, like right now you're like, yeah, I can... I'll start anything as long as it's not, you know, like, like, yeah, has it been touched before? He's like, before you would have wanted something more trained. <laughs> like, yeah, my threshold for tolerance of behavior is way, is I'm like, ah, 
fix it. I can fix it. So it's three, it's three to 10 years old. I just want to get on something and I didn't have a good time this winter. Um, three to 10 gelding. Um, cause I have enough mares now and I can be off the track. They're any breed, any breed. I don't care, but over 15 too. Cause Zeus is 15 one. I got, I got a little guy already. So anyway, I started looking around and okay, there wait a minute. Any- well, before you go on, when we do really bad ads and somebody has these requirements, there's always the, but it has to be pink or purple or green. No uh, color preference. No color preference. No. Oh God, no, I don't shop by color. No. If you shop by color, you limit yourself to uh, some really nice horses. So I don't shop by color. So I put out a little post on the Oklahoma (laughs) sport horse page. I'm getting all these different horses and messages and oh my God. There are some really funny ones. So somebody sent me a picture. They're like, oh, my horse is the one in the the bay. And it's like a picture of like 11 horses eating off a round bill. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is it supposed to come see it on that? It's a, we don't have any video. It's a smorgasbord. You get to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's going to be really exciting to keep you guys uh, posted. We are going to head to Oklahoma early next week just to get some stuff done. So I will go look at a couple horses when I'm there just to keep you guys entertained because the horse shopping has commenced and it's going to be good. I'm sure, especially when I'm taking like complete greenies. This is going to be exciting. Any long-time so, listener knows that that's their favorite part of the show is when, uh, over the years, is when Jamie has been horse shopping, which, by the way, it's been most of the years over the years. You've been I horse, shopping horse shopping for somebody or other or yourself. It's always more fun when you're shopping for yourself, though. Uh, you know what? I haven't horse shopped for myself. Uh, horses kind of tend to fall into my lap um, or people, you know, uh, it's right in front of me and I just buy it. So I haven't actually had a broad search like this in... 10 years. So I, I'm really excited to kind of like really. Are we still thinking of venting, by the way? So, a venting prospect. Well, it sure as hell ain't going to be an endurance prospect. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Jimmy, what's coming up on today's show? <laughs> All righty. On today's show, in our weekly horse health report, guest Dr. Brendan Lee Fitzgerald of Double Diamond Equine, vet in Emmett, Louisiana will explain to us what happens to horses in flood conditions. So if you're recovering from Florence, you'll want to pay close attention. And speaking of recovering from flooding, we'll catch up with Mary Miller Jordan on the state of Eastern North Carolina and her farm after Hurricane Florence. Plus, Glenn gives us the latest in Crappy List Wednesday, so you don't want to miss any of it. The pack show is always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is National Better Breakfast Day and National Pancake Day, but sadly... I just finished my same old usual breakfast, and Glenn, I bet you can guess what it was. Bagel with cream <laughs> cheese. No jelly. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> she eats you the same jelly thing. On a bagel. Every, Somebody put oh, jelly on I a bagel? Do. Oh, I do. Cream cheese and jelly. Turn my stomach a little bit. That's, <laughs> that's just really good stuff. You guys don't know how to eat. You're so not Jewish. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> I'm very not Jewish. <laughs> Thank you, Jemmy. And thank you for covering for everything while you were Hey, Jemmy, just so you know, um, because before the show, she told us something about today. (laughs) I knew you were going to bring this up. I'm not going to say this on the show. (laughs) I knew you were going to force it. Jemmy's like, did you guys know that today is National Contraception Day? National Contraception (laughs) Day. (laughs) And National Lumberjack Day. And she was like, I'm not going to say those on the air. But I had to throw in the fact that I... As a woman, I need Glenn to stop listening. Okay, la, 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 Okay, do you know what I have to do today, Jimmy? I have my well woman's exam, pap smear, first ever mammogram, 
And then I have to go to the freaking dentist. <laughs> That's a day right there. Day? <laughs> Wait a minute. So you were just <laughs> upset because you haven't been able to ride your horse for a while. And now you have to have an even more terrible stirrup. <laughs> situation <laughs> oh my god you're today. right you got to get a totally I, like I think it's funny how the non-horse then, girl figured that out and brought that up i didn't even think about that oh. glenn we all women la 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 <laughs> all women know what the stirrups are glenn horse uh, people are oh nice. yeah <laughs> okay on to the daily so winnies if, uh, if you think your day is bad just think about mine. Okay. <laughs> my daily when he goes, hey, it's my turn. Uh, uh, uh. My daily when he goes out to everyone who covered for me and Jennifer and all of us while we were gone. Uh, I know that fill in co hosts were Cade, who apparently did a good job. Thank you, Cade. Lisa, thank you, Lisa, and Megan filling in. I know Megan and Wendy got to spend a day together too when Megan was in Sarasota. Wendy was telling me all about it. So uh, thank you to those. Thank you to you, uh, Jamie, even though I pissed you off. Well, you know, if I only pissed you off once in two weeks, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's better than normal. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> spoken to you in years with you about. And yeah, then exactly. there's Jemmy. Thank you for. for uh, doing all the shows and really making everything happen while we were gone. We really appreciate all of you. Well, I also want to thank uh, Sal and Jana, uh, who are our landlords, who took care of our ponies and our doggy for that long a period of time, 16 days. And to all the listeners, Jamie, we met so many listeners. We have never met this many listeners at a show before. To the point That's where awesome. I'd be talking to somebody here, and there'd be two or three people just standing off to the side, and I thought they were just waiting to do something, and then they were waiting to come over and say hi. It was, we were uh-huh. we were out, we did a Facebook Live on the marathon day, the first obstacle, we did a lot of Facebook Lives, and which I still hate doing, Jemmy, so I'm just telling you. Um, so we do the Facebook Live, and I was standing there, and three or four people are gathered around, and they come over, and they're watching and everything. And then all of them were listeners of the 2018 Wag Show. It was, it was just, they are all like, are you Glenn? So it was really cool to meet Glenn so many listeners. Glenn had a moment of feeling famous. Well, I had a moment of feeling like there's people that actually listen to the show and our That's true. shows, you know? You, I know you had that, too. So let's go to your Daily Winnie. Thank you, everybody. This is one of those where it turns scary that people listen. Okay. So I'm, I'm horse shopping and I see somebody's posted under somebody's post about a gray <clears throat> thoroughbred gelding. So I write in, I'm like, hello, I saw you listed a gray thoroughbred gelding on the sport horse page. Send me some information, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 He said, he's, you know, 16 year old, he's wonderful. Uh, and I wrote, oh, that's great. Well, no worries. Good luck selling him. I was hoping for something younger and greener that I could bring along. And the next message is, are you Jamie Jennings from Horses in the Morning? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I wrote back. And she said, her name is Larissa Falker. And she's, oh, my God, I'm totally geeking out right now. I'm so excited you're going to be in Oklahoma. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. She, she, she lives in Oklahoma, like probably 20 minutes from me and has a pile of horses and has twin boys that are four years old. And so we're, oh, you guys are going to be besties. Out. 
I know. And I was like, I don't have any friends in Oklahoma. So you're one you're, of them. You're it, whether you want to or not. <laughs> Did she go running? You never heard from her again? She went to dead silence. Yeah, yeah changed her phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So anyway, it was really cool. So Does this I'm mean you can't sure. tell shopping stories anymore because we actually have listeners now? Oh, my God. See, but here's the deal. Like, I never tell anybody what I do for a living. Like, never. Uh, especially if I'm horse shopping. And now I would just, yeah, that could be really bad. <laughs> I could be busted. All the funny stories are going to go away now. Trust me. They won't. Okay, good. Right, if, good. You, uh, if you are listening to the show and I come to your house and I come to look at one of your horses that's for sale and the horse is lame, bucks, or does something like that you said it didn't wasn't going to do, then I'm going to sell you out on the radio and it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Should we have him sign disclaimers when you get there too? Before I can look at your horse, I have to have you sign this media waiver. No, no because I don't want them to know at all what's going to go on. <laughs> all right. Uh, we, you know, we, when we were in North Carolina for the two weeks, obviously I became the uh, impromptu weatherman for WEG, apparently. And of course, we were dealing with uh, all of the flooding and everything that happened. And we're going to talk about that a lot today, actually, in the show, because we have a lot of listeners, I learned, in the Carolinas. And a lot of them were affected by the flooding and horse farms and uh, other farms and just uh, just thousands of people. So uh, I, Denise scheduled a guest for the horse health segment today, and you can take it away, Jamie. All right. Well, we have Dr. Dr. Fitzgerald on from Double Diamond Equine Vet in Louisiana. Good morning, Dr. Fitzgerald. Up. Oh, are you there, Dr. Fitzgerald? I don't even see Jimmy. Uh-oh. We lost connection. That's what happened last time. All right, we got to fix that problem. Um, I mean, thank we're not. you for calling horses in the morning. You may listen me, to the uh, show. Sorry about that, waiting. everybody. Dr. Fitzgerald, are you there? I'm here. Oh, there we go. Thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, we had a minor technical blurb there. How are you this yeah, morning? Yeah, that's okay. I wasn't hearing anything. I'm good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I'm an equine veterinarian in southeast Louisiana. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with Louisiana or not. Um but I just do strictly equine. I have a barn at my house. Um, I have three kids. My husband, he does horse stuff too. Um, he, we all rodeo. My husband, he trains horses. Um, he actually is working on a TV show now, wrangling horses and stuff like that. So our whole kind of life revolves around horses, to say the least. Um, but um, that's about it. I went to LSU for vet school. Uh, well, graduated there in 2011. So. Wow, so you're a Louisiana girl, through and through. Oh, yeah. I'm a homebody. <laughs> well, we're going to talk to you a little bit about what happens in the aftermath of flooding. And you guys posted a video on Facebook, which I just, uh, before the show, I watched probably the first 10 seconds of and realized it was too early and I wanted to keep my breakfast uh, down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, th- 
talk to me about the about what happens to horses. We just had somebody on last week who had a horse, and it will be at the Thoroughbred Makeover, who was trapped in the flooding in Puerto Rico. And what happened uh-huh. and all of the horrible things. The horses were standing in water for weeks at a time. It was a racehorse. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about what happens to horses in flood conditions. So in 2016, August 2016 is when we had our historical flooding uh, thing going on. Um, what happened is our where I live, um, we actually didn't flood. It didn't stay put. Um, you know, of course, it, it flooded, but the next day it was gone. Whereas a couple of towns over back toward the city um, of Baton Rouge, it basically acted as a fishbowl and it trapped all the water in there. And so, um, so literally the horses stayed in there, you know, four or five days in which I'm understanding that's kind of how Hurricane Florence is, is doing in the Carolinas and stuff. So, um, so, you know, the first couple of horses I got from the flood, they were just ones that were just scraped up and stuff from, you know, going through barbed wire, you know, or debris mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That was like the first day or two. Um, after that, days after that, that's when I got to see the horrible cases because those are the horses that literally had to sit in the flood water. Um, first of all, I would see horses from one horse. I, me and my husband actually went and picked up his Poor little feet were literally like waterlogged, his little hooves. I mean, you could just see them. They were swollen, and he couldn't move. So, you know, I just dosed him up with some butte and gave it a couple hours, and then we loaded him and got him to our barn. Um, So that was kind of, hey, he wasn't in the water too, too long, maybe like two days. He was just completely kind of, you know, his feet waterlogged. Well, horses that stayed even longer, their whole – they would come in, all legs would be swollen, uh, really swollen tight. They could just stiff-legged moving. Um, or it was already kind of starting to kind of ooze out on the legs. Um, and then I even got one horse a lot of people fell in love with. Uh, we we named her Sugar. She came in, and I could – she kind of looked normal. I mean, of course, she was very depressed and all that. But otherwise, she looked normal. But you could see up her mid-barrel, um, you could see the water line where she sat in it for all those days. Mm-hmm. And so from mid-barrel down, that hide was like leather. I mean, you could touch it was hard as leather. And I told, I warned everybody then. I said, look, I said, I know she doesn't look bad right now, but all of this skin is going to just slough off. It's dead. And so, what do you know, a couple of days later, that it just all started. Okay, and this is the point where I bail out and say, I'll see you guys in 15 minutes. You guys, <laughs> in the video, it was like just a pile of skin uh, on the ground. Yes. Okay, anybody oh, yes. eating breakfast right yes, now? Morning? It was. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> it was. It was bad. And I tell you, even like talking to you guys and stuff and I've, I've actually had a few vets and other just residents from the Carolinas call me over, you know, in the last week or week and all just asking me questions. Um, but it brings back some bad memories in the sense of it was a tough time. It was a tough time for me to, I mean, I would have like, I kept only, you know, of course, I only kept the injured horses. Um, but we would have like 30 horses here at all times, you know, mm-hmm. staying. And it was a tough, tough time. I'm telling you, it it really does. It kind of brings chills back to me talking about it. Because I saw those horses go through so much trauma. Um, but yet they just, 
they, and they were so good. They were so thankful for help. Literally, they just stood there. You know, I never really had to sedate them much or anything like that because they just wanted help. You know, you could tell they were completely traumatized. And so that took an effect on me, you know. So, so yeah, so it was just it was just a really tough time. So, I've really, my heart really goes out to all of them being affected right now because uh, I don't wish it on anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, you've got to have a little PTSD. See, I did animal rescue at Katrina and Katrina exactly. and, and hearing any, like any of the stories or seeing any of the images from these hurricanes just takes me right back to this pretty dark place Exactly. You know, as far yes. as what you deal with. So I can't yeah, even, even imagine. Yeah. Anytime we get a hint of, Hey, we might be flooding or, and like I said, my place is, I live on a hill and we, we're not even really by a river or anything. So I don't flood, but it just brings me back to the memories of, Oh gosh, what if they flood and I'm going to get all these horrors? You know, of course I would do it again uh, in a heartbeat, but I, I dread it. Well, and just I like, really dread it. And just um, like Katrina, this one was weird because, <clears throat> you know, this is a thousand year flood. So places that have never flooded in, in generations flooded, you know, it was, you know, they didn't exactly. evacuate, they didn't evacuate because they don't flood. Um, and it was exactly, and same thing with Katrina, even though Katrina was so bad and of course it was, it was horrible and it was horrible for, I mean, all these animals, animals were displaced and people of course lost their homes, but at least horses and animals weren't just sitting in, in waters for days. Mm -hmm. Like it came and it left, you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have the whole, when, when animals have to sit in that water, and really horses are the only ones that can really live through it because cows and all the other livestock are just going to drown, you know. So yeah. you have a lot of that that they just die. So the horses that, the horses that do live, they're just so, you know, very uh, injured in a sense of sitting in that flood water, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't even imagine. So what, give us the moving on to the good, the good stuff. How did you fix it? And what do you do? Okay. So as, as soon as they came in, and you know, this has never really happened um, as far as horses just sitting in flood water, or at least around here. So no one really knew what to do. Um, LSU even had gotten a couple of horses in there and, you know, they'd call me. Uh, we kind of share some information, but basically what I was afraid of, you know, these horses were having so much trauma to their legs. So I'm like, First of all, I can fix the skin, meaning I can heal them from, you know, get them healed from the skin. And, uh, but what if they found her? What if they found her on me with all this trauma? Right. You know, so then I can't, you know, then you're in a big mess. So my main focus is, and if you watch my instructional video, I kind of state that. First of all, I put up, as soon as they came in, of course, Every day they got a big betadine bath, just straight betadine, bathe them in it, soak them in it. You know, scrub those little legs. I got a soft scrub, scrub brush. You scrub those legs because there's just gunk all up in that hair mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, it's funny because a lot of people out here on call it river rot now. I kind of just made up that term uh, during the <laughs> flood just because that's what it was. That's a very it Louisiana term, I think, river too. water rotting. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think everybody, I think it's termed that now, really, but it's funny when I hear people say that. Um, but anyways, I would scrub them every, every day. Every horse got a, a betadine bath. 
Um, and then, um, of course, they went on a broad-spectrum antibiotic right off, which I used just those SMZ uh, tablets because they were pretty cheap and readily available. Um, and then, of course, uh, a pain medication, an anti-inflammatory. Um, the first few days, they went on Butte. Uh, but butte you can't give over a long period of time or it can cause other issues. So as soon as they met their max days on the butte, I switched them over to um, Equiox, um, which is uh, non-steroidal for a horse, but it doesn't have all those side effects, okay? However, butte to me works better acutely, you know, like right off the bat, um, and then I switched them over, and then they stayed on that Equiox long-term until they left me. Um and then, but the main thing, like I said, I was worried about uh, the foundering of the horses. So, you know, and I've talked to some vets over there, and they they didn't quite um, have never done this, but uh, it's crazy because I use it all the time. Is I get the DMSO liquid, and I dilute it in a uh, I get like a hundred cc's diluted in a thousand bag of LRS fluids, and I mainline it to that horse. So that DMSO is going through their whole body. Oh, you put it, really? You put uh, it right through an IV? Yeah. Okay, I have never heard of that either. But you have to, yeah, so I was like, really? And that's cheap. DMSO is cheap, and we would get a lot of those fluid bags donated from the hospitals. So it really, you know, it was, uh, I could easily do that for all the horses. So I would do that kind of right away. I would drip them. Like I said, you can't give them DMSO straight without diluting it, um, or of course you will kill the horse, but um, you dilute it in a liter of, of just LRS fluids, and um, you mainline it. Now, they're going to reek of DMSO for a couple of days, you know, but it makes them, it, of course, it's going to help any inflammation throughout the whole body, and it makes them feel so much better. I, I actually use that a lot. I do a lot of performance horses, so I do that even a lot on just sore horses, sore barrel horses, or anything like that. It works miracles. Also, I'm not sure about you guys, but we suffer a lot from West Nile virus and stuff from the mosquitoes because mosquitoes are horrid here. Um, and so even if I have a horse that comes in with West Nile or a viral infection, I mean, that's kind of the treatment. I, I, uh, I do the DMSO. I actually do usually two doses. And then, of course, along with high-dose steroids. But um, it works miracles. It really does. So that's one of my big uh, pieces of advice for any vets out there. Dr. Fitzgerald, you need to write a paper, you know, and by the way, Glenn, if you've ever worked at like a neonatal unit for horses, like you go into Rudin Riddle or Haggard's. In, in in the baby section, it's like you open the door and it is the smell of DMSO Ugh, coming at is, you. They use yes. it a lot. For oh, Jimmy's yeah. benefit, it's kind of yeah. like rotten cabbage. Um. It's the worst. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, so you just need to write a paper on all this for the future people that have to deal with this. I mean, you were arms in and like a soul into this recovery well, mission. horrible. I'm pretty horrible at writing, so I'd have to have somebody write it for me. <laughs> there you go. Find somebody. You just explain it like this. You've got it on record. Um, we're running out of time, but I just, I, I'm so um, excited to hear you were able to to fix a lot of these guys. And and, and of how yeah, many, how many did you get? How many were you able to save? So um, 
I'm happy to say. Um, so, like I said, I had like 30 horses staying with me at all times. However, I'd have some horses, though, just with lacerations, all that would come for the day. I'd fix and they'd leave, you know, so no telling how many altogether. Um, and it was at the point you couldn't keep records and all that because, you know, yeah. it was bizarre here, uh, to say the least. But um, I am happy to say that every horse survived. Um, the only horse, Sugar, um, so a lot of people fell in love with Sugar, Sugar and Jackie. They're the ones that really all their skin just completely fell off. Um, Jackie, um, was taken care of beforehand before you know she was updated on vaccines and all that beforehand so she recovered fine went home after several months sugar on the other hand um one day i noticed her she had a nystagmus in her eyes um and i was like oh crap she's got west nile or something you know so i started her on that dmso drip and all of that um, I sent blood work off to confirm it because I had a lot of people um, donate monetary donations. So I had the money. So I went ahead and a lot of people were following her case. So I went ahead and sent the blood work off to confirm exactly what it was to where I could let the people know. And it was West Nile virus. So mm -hmm. um, I did get her over that, though. She recovered from West Nile. Okay. So. So she went through the flow waters, lost all of her skin, get her over that. She comes down with West Nile, I get her over that. Well, then all of a sudden, um, here in the Gulf states, um, we can see it's called Pythium insidiosum. Um, it's basically, it's not a bacteria, it's not a fungus. It's an oomycete, if you look it up. Um, and basically, she started coming out with all these sores all along the top of her body. She stuck, she smelled like a rotten horse, literally. Um, she, it was it was horrendous. It really was. And to be honest with you, I kind of blame myself for making her put up with that longer than what she did. Um, but I ended up having to put her down over the Pythium. There's no cure for Pythium, um, and it's only seen here in the Gulf states. So y'all may not even know about it. But if you look at, you can look it up. Okay. I am not uh, looking that Pythium up. I am it's, not. Well, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> I'm not looking that up. But it, it's well. from it's from, <laughs> it's from like the Gulf waters and stuff. It's found there, you know, in like nasty swampy kind of waters. So obviously, her immune system was already down from the flooding. You know. Oh, that poor girl. And then that, so ended up, and she was the only one that wasn't, um, didn't have an owner, but I had taken full responsibility of her and I, you know, was going to save her and all of that. And so we ended up having to put her down, um, and we buried her under this beautiful big oak tree. Um, and I'll tell you, I squalled like a baby. And I think cause it was, that was kind of the ending to that chapter of my life of, of that mm -hmm. flooding episode and it just oh it got to me but um looking back at pictures i'm like dang why did i make her suffer that you know like i should, probably should have put her down about a week prior to what i did but i, tr I was trying i mean i worked so hard on her you know and you I know it just makes you so what what i'm hearing right now just makes you a real person because i'll tell you what we have all been in a a situation with it with a pet or a dog like I feel guilty to this day that I made one of my dogs for me live longer than she should have and so it's it's yeah. it's, it's it makes me feel better to know that even you as a veterinarian who kicked your own uh, ass and yeah. spent your own money trying to save this horse has regrets on something like yeah. that just makes you a human I did I felt bad and to be honest with you my husband was the one you know friend you didn't you really you you need to put her down you know I like, know no let me try this though let me do this you know and so it was good having his support through it all and and helping me I mean he 
Uh, he helped me, of course, the most. I had a lot of help and volunteers and, and everything like that. But, but yeah, I do kick myself when I look back at pictures. I'm like, gosh, I, I well, don't that. But you, you, anyways, you did what you were, you but, did what you were supposed to do. Well, Dr. Fitzgerald, the only one that, that died, you know, and that was really not from the flood, you know, per se, we got her over the skin issue. It was actually the pythium that got her in the end. Well, I think you did an amazing job and you helped a lot of horses and I think and you should write are. a paper yeah. and you still are. And I want you to come back on and talk about something super happy. Yeah. We'll do that uh, next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You come back on and what we're going to talk <laughs> about, like feeding foals, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like sure. playing with baby sure. horses. Well, thank y'all for having me. Um, okay. It's been a pleasure. And, and anyone out there, if y'all have any questions, Feel free to call me. I'm I'm full of free advice, so um, don't be afraid. What's the yeah, uh, can they find what's the website? My numbers, my numbers on my Facebook page, the Double Diamond Equine and okay. Veterinary Services, and so uh, I have a lot of people too that just message me on there to ask simple questions, you know, and stuff like that. So just feel free to do any of that, you know. Okay. As soon as I can respond back, I will. Sounds All good. Right, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, y'all too. Thank you. All right, bye. Uh, okay, she's the sweetest she thing She needs ever. to join Jeez. Horse Vet Corner if she <laughs> loves know. to give out free advice. I'll tell you what. <laughs> she uh, Talk about gross stuff, huh? And we're going to talk more about flooding with somebody who's actually dealing with it later, a little later in the show. But, uh, wow. I couldn't watch the video. I start, I just couldn't do no, it. No, I, 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 and I <laughs> just... love medical stuff with horses and I watched about 10 seconds. I was like, nope. You know what you said about her? You don't, we don't often hear the vets on here get emotional like that. And, and I often wondered, are there cases that really get to them? And I guess there are, you know, so yes, there are. <clears throat> I'm sure it happens with uh, people doctors too. But in the meantime, if you're riding Western like she is, by the way, I checked out her page. She just sounds just like she looks. I mean, it just was what I pictured, and uh, they do some Western riding. Well, if you're over on horselovers.com, you're going to find, get this, Nakona boots, regularly $259, a ton of them on sale for $40. Oh, my God. Okay, they're university boots. I know. So like, did you, you see that? I did because I looked it up and I saw a Georgia one. I saw LSU right away when she just mentioned LSU. <laughs> they have yeah. cowboy boots with university logos on them, and they are all forty bucks. Forty bucks. The Nakona boots are nice boots too, and these are all marked down to forty bucks. There are pages of them. I, I tried to look. I, there's almost every university you can think of. UK's on here. Uh, Florida's on here. Georgia Bulldogs were on here. LSU. All the big universities are here. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So go check them out. Horselovers.com with a Z. Do we have a coupon code right now? We, uh, I I think it's HRN. Still, I think that still applies. It's $5 off an order over 50 So cool. I think that still applies. Try it anyway. HRN is the coupon code. Give that a shot. And so, they have English boots as well and chaps, half chaps as low as $10. Oh, wow. Everything is on sale. Oh, my God. They've got winter clothes up to 50 Eight percent off. Okay, so apparently I'm going to have a winter. Do you know uh, the? Now. Do you know what I saw a lot of them? We I, I actually were at uh, at Weg during the hurricane. Was the Ovation Country Boots? We've talked about those a lot. And Ovation's oh, yeah. a sponsor of ours. Well, they have the Ovation Country Boots now marked down from two hundred twenty nine dollars to one hundred and six. 
So if and did they, you buy ten pairs? They have them. It's in, like they're free. <laughs> they have them in the EU sizes, so I'd have to look up what exactly that is. But yeah, they have them in brown, and they have them available in a bunch of sizes. They have the size chart right there. I cannot tell you how many country boots we saw at Wag a ton. So definitely go check those out too. A lot of things going on over at Horse Lovers. You don't want to miss it. I miss watching WEG. I had so much fun watching it every day. I watched para dressage. I watched vaulting. I, I mean, it was just so interesting. But the coolest was having Wendy talk. Oh, my during, God. I didn't get to oh hear it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. She was amazing. Did you she hear was, the I whole mean, story started, of that? How that happened? Yeah. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, so. I mean, it, she just knew a half an hour ahead, and she came down, and she basically screamed across the media center, I am not ready for this. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She did great. She did great. You had felt at first, she was like, oh, okay, and then she jumped right in, no problem, and she was so knowledgeable about it. It was, it well, was impressive. I think, you know, with her, she just knows everybody. She knows them all. She knows her horses. She knows them. So it really does help uh, that way, and, and she got tons of compliments, even from the FEI people. People over in Europe ended up calling her and talking to her and telling her how wonderful she did. So you know, I don't think we might see Wendy back on TV again. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, one of the incredible things, and then I want to get to a list that's not horsey, because to be honest, I'm horsed out after the last uh, I, three I weeks. I have a bad advice for horse people. By horse people, Arizona edition. All right, hold that. To, hold that till I uh, talk, get you this list because I need to talk about some other horses. But I wanted to make a comment. This, and you watched it. This was the year of the woman. At WEG. Mm-hmm. All three, and this is just the three Olympic disciplines and a bunch of the other disciplines too, women won for the first time ever all of the Olympic disciplines. So we had uh, Isabel Wirth in dressage. We had uh, Roz Cantor, who's just young. I mean, she's like 32 years old. We had Roz Cantor in uh, eventing. And then we had Simone Bloom, who did five clear, no rail jumping rounds to win WAG. So, I mean, it was truly the year of the woman. That hasn't happened before. So everywhere, every, all day, every day, women really did shine. And, you know, you, we think about 95% of our listeners are women. And we think about the lower ranks of all the sports. We've talked about this before, haven't we, Jamie? The lower ranks of all the sports are predominantly women, but yet the upper ranks are men. I think we're seeing that start to change a little now. And I think we're seeing that growth from the bottom up really affecting who's winning what and who's at the top levels now. So I think that is changing for the first time in our lives. Um, it was, I think it's awesome. Girl power. Man. It was evident. It was really evident. All right, let's switch gears. Let's do a crappy list. So I need to switch gears off of this. We do this list every year. Jemmy, you can chipe in here. Are you still there? Are you still awake, Jemmy? You still with us? I'm still here. Okay, good. Ready to get crappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's, uh, let's talk about the toys that were nominated for the 2018 Toy Hall of Fame. We do this list every oh, year. This is going to make me so mad. I already know it's going to make me so mad. Oh, this is going to no, make you mad. They're not as good. Either because they're not nowhere near as good as they used to be, or they're way better than they used to be. But either way, I get to Or get mad. you go, <laughs> why isn't this toy in the Hall of Fame already? It's like, it, yeah. it's hard to believe it's not there. So, Dad, or it's going to make us feel really old. Old. Yeah. Jemmy's not even going to know some of these, I bet. Um, so. Whatever. Uh, this one I know nothing about. So nominated for this year is American Girl Dolls. Okay. No, did you ever you're play? Not an Amer- you're not Black an American Lester. girl person. No. Are you? Jamie? Obviously. 
No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm lackluster. It's, lackluster. It's too there. young of a... Tw- I, I mean, how long has American Girl been around? I feel like it hasn't 1995. been around long enough to You're right. Qualify. That's what I'm saying, Jimmy. Yeah, You're yeah. going to feel old. They're in the Hall of Fame, and they were like way, way late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one that I don't think of as a toy, but it's been nominated and it's been around since, well, probably Roman times. Chalk. Just chalk. Huh? Oh, okay. I can dig that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's been around since the uh, beginning of it time. So, yeah, we probably should nominate it. Yeah, Here's one I never played. No one thinks about the chalk because it's not, it's used in school. So, no one thinks of a school you t- oh, element. We, as a <laughs> we have every color of sidewalk chalk available. So, oh, yeah. You, yeah. Lucas loves chalk. That was, that was a lot of fun. And mommy loves chalk because it washes off. <laughs> it's better than magic yeah. marker. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Shoots uh, and ladders. I never played that. Play. You know what? I have a five-year-old, so these are all things I do. So shoots and ladders is really fun. Do you know I when that it. came out? Oh, I loved it. Do you know when it came out? Any guesses? I'm afraid. Maybe. I'm afraid. I mean, it's an old game. World War Two, 1940s. Oh, my God. <laughs> it came out. So, yes. Yeah, it was an old one. It's been around a while. Uh, here, this one came out in 1957. The Fisher-Price Corn Popper was... What? I, I don't know. It was... Uh, oh, it, it's that little thing you put the kid <laughs> toddlers push along the ground, and it goes... Yes, and the colored balls go... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really bad idea. Makes a lot of noise. Don't get children. Don't you know what? If you go to a kid's birthday party and you're like, God, I hate this mother. There are certain toys you can get. That's one of them. By the way, you guys, you parents all complain about the uncles that buy toys that make a lot of noise just to piss off their sisters and brothers. That was me. That was me. Mm -hmm. I was the uncle. Yes. Um, and now I'm doing that to Jemmy and her son. So uh you can thank me later, Jemmy. You only got him you got him a, a football the other last time you saw him. So that was pretty you know, quiet, was except I can't imagine what he's broken in the house with that thing. <laughs> so, um, no, he knows. Only throw it in his own room. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is one that we played with all the time. All the time. The Magic 8-Ball. <gasps> Love that one. Do they still sell I the Magic 8-Ball? And Jordan's asking. Yeah, Jordan just asked for one for his birthday. Really? Do they still sell the Magic Eight Ball? Hold on, let me let me ask the Magic Eight Ball. <laughs> the answer is not clear. Not clear. <laughs> so, Jamie, do you have do you have the standard one, or do you have like a suit? Because they have in all kinds of versions of it now. Do you have the, the standard classic? I don't have a Magic Eight Ball. I'm way behind. You don't have one? Oh, I, I, I my kid can't really read beautiful. yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you have one was what we asked, not your kid. <laughs> she didn't understand the question. Um, but they were, were they ever right? I remember asking the Magic 8-Ball a lot of things. And the Magic 8-Ball sat and gained, you know, it really did gather a lot of dust until there was something you really wanted to know the answer to when you were a kid. And then you'd go grab it and ask it. And then probably by the time you went out to play, you forgot what it said anyway. So it really didn't matter. It's a okay. magic eight ball. <laughs> so yes, it's up for a nomination in the Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> this is too soon. Ouija board. Let me guess. Ouija board. No. Is, it, is that if, on the list? I wonder if that's in there. I wonder if that's in the Magic Hall of Fame. Uh, Masters of the Universe Toys. Don't know anything about That's He-Man. Come on. <laughs> I don't 
there's a universe toy. That's awesome. <laughs> Jimmy liked it. Oh, my brother loved those growing up. <laughs> All right. Um, how about, uh, let's see, uh, pinball. Now, Jimmy and I, we feel very strongly about this because we just did a whole show on pinball, pretty much. Um, we did a gaming episode where we played a lot of pinball, and pinball is not and in you there won. yet. You won one? Uh, yeah, you won. Yes, you won. You did better. You yes. did better. Yeah. yeah, much better. So, yes, pinball is there. Uh, and that's been around since the 18th century. I'm surprised it's not in there. That's the one. That's amazing. How, how about a sled? Just a sled. Like, for winter. Aww. Sled. The flyer has now been nominated. I never grew up with snow. Yeah, you don't have that experience. We had sleds. We had like a <laughs> lineup of sleds in the garage, and we played, We used our sleds all the time. Why the sled is not in there, I don't know. It should be. Here's a game that I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how I feel about this, because it's, it's not really a game you buy. Tic-tac-toe. That's a... What? <laughs> is it really a game? Yeah, it's not a toy. It's not a is toy. It, what, what is the exact name of the Hall of Fame? It's the Toy Hall of Fame or Toy? It's and the game Toy Hall, Hall of Fame. No, it shouldn't be in there. I mean, not to be a purist, but <laughs> a, a, a Toy Hall of Fame purist. You know, what? I'm gonna call you that. You know, Glenn, I like Jimmy, but she's just too much of a Toy Hall of Fame purist for me. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had one of these. I don't know how we had one of these or how we ended up with one of these. A Tickle Me Elmo uh, has been nominated. Oh, is it too God. soon? Too it, so- it, does that toy make you feel weird? That toy always it's made creepy. me feel weird. Even before the all that all that news came out, it always made me feel weird. It's creepy. <laughs> you know that maybe somebody has a Tickle Me Elmo, and it's kind of funny because it flips around and stands up and everything. Let me ask me how I know. Um, but the <laughs> If you feel like that makes your girly parts feel funny, try a hug me Elmo where it grabs hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, my son has the one. It's the Elmo that plays the drums. That's the, that's all he got. I couldn't do tickle me or hug me. It just felt weird. <laughs> don't touch me, Elmo. I need a don't touch me, Elmo. Yeah, yeah. Stay the hell away, <laughs> Elmo. <laughs> I need a don't touch my child, Elmo. <laughs> Sit on the shelf, Elmo. All right, uh, two more quick. Uh, Tudor Electric <laughs> Tudor Electric Football. We had one of these games. I know you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. No. It vibrated. Oh, yes! It vibrated. The little guys moved around by themselves. We had one, four boys in the family. Of course, we had one of these. It came out in like the 60s or 70s before electronics was a thing. And we played this endlessly. So I, I vote for this one. We played... Tudor electric football endlessly. And then we throw the pieces at each other. Uh, then there was Uno. Can you believe Uno's not in there? Yay! It's been around for like a thousand no, years. <laughs> we so, play the heck out of Yeah, Uno, Uno deserves to be in there. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, he, Glenn had no shame beating the pants off of me and Jordan in a Uno game no a few weeks ago. <laughs> no shame. Their butt. Jordan almost <laughs> cried. Actually, it was Jemmy that cried. Jordan was fine. Uh, <laughs> All right, Jamie, we have time for, what are we playing next? Bad advice. Oh, bad advice. Oh, yeah. Do you have the sounder? Yeah. And now it's time for bad advice for horse people by horse people. 
And this is the Arizona edition, okay? This is all Arizona. This is literally down the street from me. And I want you to guys to kind of understand a little bit about where I'm living right now. Okay, the question posed to the Facebook community of horse trainers and veterinarians. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> hello. We have a question about introducing a new horse to our herd. About a year and a half ago, we adopted a Mustang mare who is definitely an alpha and her six-month-old colt. The colt is now two years old, and we just got his dad, who looks like an Arabian stallion and is five and a half. We are looking for recommendations on how to introduce the stallion to both when our mare is probably going to show aggression towards him. Any help is appreciated. Thanks. Let me get this. They want to put them out together? They want to turn out a five and a half year old stallion, a two year old colt, and a mare. And they want advice on how to turn them out. Um, the first person responds with, best way to do it is to geld the new stud. Yeah, good, for her. good for that first person. H-E-E-L-S. Then place in stalls next to it. Okay, there's no punctuation. Hold on. Best way to do it is geld the new stud, wait till he heals, then place installs next to each other for a bit and turn them out and let them be horses. They'll figure out the rest. With him being a stud, the two-year-old probably still a stud. With one mare, you might have a battle on your hands. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think. <laughs> um, oh, wait a minute. Let me. How much do you have for vet bills? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, somebody else chimed in right now. We have two stallions and 10 geldings all turned out for the ev- evening in our arena. That's Arizona for you. Nobody has grass or pastures. And so people cram 50 horses on like one acre of dirt. And then they don't have any place to turn them out. So they just use their arena to turn them out. And so, by God, you can have two stallions and 10 geldings turned out for the evening in our arena they didn't say how many Um, were lame did they um no no no. um well they will be in the same area Uh, this is a guy writing back well they will all be in the same area and our mare sometimes sometimes doesn't like other horses (laughs) (laughs) really uh and let's make a note that we have not weaned the child at two years old either exactly another issue coming up just turn them out and watch them. And if you want to see how bad, I'd feed them together. So then you'll see the pecking order. Hold on. <laughs> Did you say turn them all out together and then feed them all together? <laughs> Another person says you need to be the alpha at all times. If your stallion has not accepted you as that, you will have issues. So he writes back, we literally got him this afternoon. <laughs> and then somebody with some sense wrote, Geld that sh- there are 50,000 Mustangs and holding pens. Please don't contribute to making more. Who wrote that? That was weird. I don't, uh, know, I don't know who wrote that. Sensible. <laughs> um, another person. If you're, if you're worried about your mare, turn the, st- <laughs> if you're worried about your mare, turn the stud out when she's in heat and let him breed her. <laughs> what? Like she won't beat him up then basically. If she's in heat, she won't kick him. Have they ever seen this happen? (laughs) Somebody says, if you have to ask this question, you shouldn't have a stud. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's the best answer yet. You know what they say about a good stud? Makes an even better gelding. (laughs) 
And then this lady writes in, why are you guys being rude? He's asking for useful advice. Maybe they're going to yell. Maybe not. Maybe they want to breed. Maybe not. Nonetheless, they're asking for advice, not opinions. And the person in the post was like, thank you. And somebody else writes, sometimes the truth hurts and you are currently blinded by a false reality. (laughs) This became a fight. Uh, Somebody wrote, if the mare's already been bred to that stud, then she knows him and vice versa. It's going to help. What doesn't help is if you're going to want to breed her again, but I don't think you'll have huge problems. Okay. Cause like they bred in the wild four years ago. <laughs> she knows him. It's okay. They'll be fine. They'll be fine together. That I can't, I can't give you anymore. Cause I just, I like the, 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 taste in my mouth is like sour right now. I just, I, I was reading this and I was like, Oh my God, please just gild that. Just gild it. Please gild it. Why, why is everything not gilded? Why are they, why do you have a Mustang stallion in the first place? Okay. What's going on with the BL? Okay. I, there's too much. I have to stop. I can't deal. <laughs> well, there you go. That's why you're moving to Oklahoma. Uh, oh, where things are much more normal. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Much more normal. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We're not done yet, but thank you. Uh, Jamie has to bail out uh, for for child today, so thank you to Jamie. It's and... Not after eight p.m., so I will still address my child. Okay, <laughs> that's right. I'll, I'll still talk to him now, but after eight p.m., that's mama, it. Too grouchy. Don't can't, mess with mama. Can't handle it. <laughs> So we're going to have uh, Mary Miller Jordan coming up. We're going to be talking about the relief efforts and some and her farm and what happened. She's been on our show before. Talk about mustangs. She has many of them. She trains mustangs also. Um, finds yeah, homes. So uh, we're going to get to her in just a minute. First, we're going to take a break for a song while Jemmy gets her lined up, and we'll be back to chat with her. And Jamie, we'll talk to you on Friday. Don't forget also to get your really bad. We haven't done really bad ads together in so long. I don't remember how. So I we'll know. Have to, we'll have I got to... some good ones too, by the way. Uh, right, I'm good. just in <laughs> the midst of them right uh, now. All, all right, right. Spade Neuter right. have a good one. All right, this is Templeton Thompson. I thought we were, we were talking about games. She has a song called Tumbling Dice.
was Templeton Thompson with a song called Tumbling Dice, which I thought was appropriate after today's conversation. Well, Jemmy, you can go ahead and punch up our guest. Um, So coming up next, we have Mary Miller Jordan, who uh, is a Mustang person, and we've had her on the show many times, and I was following her during the storm. Uh, We were over at WAG, and I was hoping to actually meet her and see her at WAG, but uh, all the alternate events got canceled. And then she was dealing with her own situation. So good morning, Mary. Good morning. It's a blessing to be on here, but um, our previous shows have have had much happier news to celebrate. They sure have, and and I'm sorry that you're going through this and that everybody, you know, all the thousands of you are going through what you're going through right now, and it's not over. I I said yesterday on the show, I said, you know, people, people watch the Weather Channel, and they assume once the Weather Channel stops covering a storm, things are over, but the massive flooding is just now starting in some places, right? You're exactly right. And I'm so grateful for you for shining light on that. That's kind of really been the issue. You know, Hurricane Florence coming in, the winds, the pouring rain, all of that certainly caused damage as well. But the catastrophic things that we're dealing with right now, it's not just the rain that has poured on our own farms. It's the rain that's poured on everybody's farms. It's all coming down through us and through our area. And so, you know, yeah, the news is going to show us when the storm is raging. Right now, the sun's shining. It's warm. It's gorgeous outside. And all the waters from that storm 
are still a reality and they're still moving downstate and moving through all these farms all across North Carolina and South Carolina. Well, let's start. Let's go back uh, to the beginning a little bit. So you, I would thought I was going to be seeing you at WEG. You know, I was like all excited because you were one of the people I said, oh, we got to get to talk to her and meet her in person and all of that. And then, of course, they canceled all of, all of the other activities except for the competitions. Um, your farm is where? Our farm is in Kelly, North Carolina, which is one of the areas that's been impacted the most. And it was so ironic because, I mean, we were, yeah, I was practicing my freestyle. I was loping around our arena, bridalist and bareback, you know, on one of our Mustangs that I was going to do this performance at the games with. And, you know, now, less than a week later, I mean, that arena has been four foot underwater. Um hmm. I mean, the reality, the shift in reality, the contrast, and just how quickly life can change is just profound. Now, you stayed, you're in Atlanta a little bit, and the way the storm at the last minute was going to head, it was going to head south. Um, they, You know, it was wandering all over the place, and then it was going to head south and hit South Carolina. And then it ended up, you know, coming up a little bit north, and it, it was just floundering and then hanging around for a long time. So have has your farm flooded before? No, sir. Gosh, you know, and that's the thing with these hurricanes. You never know exactly what they're going to do. I mean, the forecasters try. Everyone does the best they can. But no matter the projected path, it can do like that. It can look like it's going to head south and it can turn. And, you know, we have weathered so many hurricanes on our farm. Hurricane Matthew, which catastrophic flooding all in North Carolina from Hurricane Matthew two years ago. Our farm was as dry as could be. Um, there, there was flooding in our area, and there was a little bit on a very low portion of one of our fields, but I mean, our hill was super high and dry, and on it, and that was a record flooding. I mean, that two years ago, that was that set the record. So we truly felt that we had, you know, we were fine. That we had our dry hill, and that we were fine. And we we weathered the hurricane. And um, as soon as the hurricane was kind of still blowing through, but on the back side of it for us, which the hurricane was just so huge, it was like it just never would go away. But on somewhat the backside, um, the, the sheriff, our sheriff literally drove down our farm road and um, he had the siren on, the light. I had my little 10-month-old daughter on my back and I walked out there to meet him and he said, you guys are under a mandatory evacuation and um, there's about to be catastrophic, unprecedented flooding in this area because this storm is sitting. It's sitting still on the southeast and all of these waters are going to come this way in addition to what you're getting now. Um, and it was already flooding. I mean, at that moment, it was flooding around us, not on our farm, but as far as, you know, roads around us lays out. And so we have a giant herd. I mean, we, I have adopted so many wild mustangs and they are my heart. And, you know, we adopt them because I love them and I want to provide them a forever home. I, I've yet to even place one. I've kept every wild horse that I've gentled and they trust me. And to be put in this position where we literally did not have a big enough rig to put every animal on the trailer, I have never experienced anything more painful. Um, but I have three little girls. You know, and so um, I loaded up, I squeezed eight horses in our four-horse trailer. Um, thank the good Lord, they're all so trusting of me and let me do that. And 
and we and and we did what we had to do. Um, and and thank thank the Lord, thank thank the unseen, thank just our hill did remain dry, and the horses that we were forced to leave behind are um, are are okay and safe. Um, but it was truly transformational, and and anyone that's listening to this. Sincerely, my heart just just cries to, to say, just have compassion for any decision someone has had to make in a storm like this. Some evacuated, some did not. There were people that were airlifted. Our neighbors were airlifted out of their homes and were forced to leave their animals, forced just to cut fences open and leave them. And we did not know. We were not in an evacuation area when the storm came through initially. You know, if I was to have evacuated every animal we have, we would have had to have started like a week before. We would have had to take many trips off the farm. So um, I will say in the future, (laughs) we're going to have two fleets of trucks, by the way. I just want to throw that in there. (laughs) We are going to have two fleets of trucks and trailers, and I'm going to be able to load up every being on our BY farm and go out in one sweep. That will be our reality very soon when we come home. Um, but it was not the reality then, and, and I was well. And I know, I know. I know. I was following you the whole, even from Weg. I was following you and and some of our other listeners who are down. We have a lot of listeners in the Carolinas, and who you know who yeah. basically lost their homes. Even if they didn't have animals at homes, they've lost their homes and you know water up to the roof. Roofline, and we all know that any of us that have lived through flood damage know that it's almost impossible. You can't. Your house needs gutted. I mean, there's just nothing you can do. With yeah. the, the mold is too bad. So you, 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 the. Let's start here. The horses are all okay. Yeah, you, the horses. Every animal on our farm is okay. And then, but your house, not so much. How about the barn? The the barn is okay. The barn was on the same hill the horses were on. Our house. Um, we lived in a house trailer, and it. It is no more. I mean, it, it's there, but yeah, it's not livable. We have a, a thick built home that was was high enough that it was not affected, but it's not finished. Oh. So I guess it's one of those things, you know, sometimes your grace can force you into something that you needed to head towards anyway. Um, but that's kind of the reality we're in. You know, the home we were living in, um, you know, is, is not there. And so many around, not, not livable, um, and so many around us you know, waters all the way up to the rooftops. I mean, we, there are many that experience much worse than we and lost animals and even, and and even human lives. So, um, and you, so much. You flew, uh, you took a helicopter ride yesterday, the day before over the area. And what did, what did you see? Well, first off, we were just so grateful that an earth angel supported that for us. She basically flew us into our property so that we could care for our animals that are on site. And so that was the reason we were flying in. But as in doing so, um, you know, we came across the whole state because we're a couple hours upstate from the farm is where we evacuated to. And it was wild because you're going across the state and you can see reminiscent of the flooding. You can see, um, you know, the, you can just see where it was upstate and then it's, and then it's just gone. I mean, there's no water there. You just see where it was. And then as you move downstate, you start to see the waters and it's just, I mean, even the pilot was just blown away by, it was like, you just hit this line and all of a sudden there it all still sits. Um, and just so just countless homes 
fields. Um, I mean, our property, you look miles around and the roads were completely under. Um, I mean, it, our, our field looks like it's just sitting in the middle of like a giant um, pond, but a pretty icky one. Um, just unbelievable. So um, I know that the, there were some, there's always the negative people, and there were some people that were busting your chops about not evacuating. And I think we've kind of explained why it, you know, this people were flooded in areas that never thought they would be flooded. That's the thing. You just don't know. And you know, until I know we say this, this whole, until you've been in somebody's shoes, but you just truly, I would have never been able to imagine what this felt like. Um, the pain of, I mean, my body, my physical body felt like it was being ripped in two. My, my face was numb. My lips felt like needles were being stabbed into them. I mean, I had never experienced such physical pain through having to go through this. And yeah, in hindsight, well, yeah, I mean, we would have started weeks before, but weeks before I was loping around the arena getting ready for the World Equestrian Games, and this hurricane was way out in the ocean. Nobody knowing, I mean, forecasted to go towards us, but no telling, you know, exactly where, and certainly, certainly not knowing that something like this would have happened when just two years ago we had record flooding and we were perfectly fine. So you just don't know. You do the very best you can. And when you're faced with such a storm, and this is storms on the outside and the inside. There are all kinds of storms in life. When you're faced with such a storm, you just make the best decision that you can make and just have compassion. Have compassion for others. I mean, that's one of the biggest gifts that I feel like I've received in this is even the people that I see judging, even the people that I see judging me. I cannot help but just feel compassion for them because every one of us just, just is in love with, with life. We, we want our animals to be safe. And it's, it's that fire within us that love, that has that love for our animals that can't stand to see another animal that looks like they're not cared for. But just because we had half of our herd that had to stand on that hill, it does not change at all that that herd lives in my heart. I mean, I just simply did what a human mother of three young girls had to do in that situation. You know, we, we often um, and talk. I am grateful for the compassion. We often talk, Mary, too. The, there's two sides, and we've had this conversation a hundred times over the years on this show about, you know, in a storm, do you put the horses in? Do you leave them out? And there's there's two, you know, there's always two sides to every story. And I could, probably could argue both sides in court, you know, whether it's a tornado coming or a storm or whatever. Um, but it is amazing how horses take care of themselves. The horses, the wild horses there on the islands in North Carolina, they've found most of them now, um, and they survived. It's amazing how they instinctually know what to do, like your horses knew what to do. They knew where to go, they knew what to do, they hunkered down, and they did it. And it's just amazing how how resilient horses are, more than more than other livestock. You're so right. And that is what I really hope people will tune into because not only do they know how to survive, they also have no judgment and they have nothing but compassion for the human race and for one another. And so to really tune into that, you know, what I kept reminding myself was that my horses that I had had to leave on that hill, they weren't worrying about the waters coming in. 
they were standing on that hill eating hay. They had a huge roll of hay. And every time I would just take my mind to that. And I even took my mind through the most horrifying scenario of what if the waters came, what would they do? You know, they would still stay grounded. And even if the breath was taken from them, they would surrender to it. And they would find the peace within that all is well within any storm. We are the ones that grasp. You know, horses, they have a true connection to the divine and the unseen. And I know some people may hear me and just not even hear what I'm saying, but it is something I experienced. There was an all as well within this experience that no matter the reality, there is something deeper that we cannot see and all is well now, in that space. Uh, do you think that because they were Mustangs, they, they, that was be- they were better at this? Or do you think it's just all horses? Well, there's no, well, there's no telling. There's, I mean, there's no, um, certainly, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that the, the Mustangs have amazing instincts. But there were a couple of domestics in our herd as well. And I found that all horses do have that place within. I think with the Mustangs, it's just they've had less of us toying with them and micromanaging them and placing our own fears within them. Um, so they, they have a tendency to have a little bit of a leg up in being able to tune in to that higher awareness that, that, um, that is the horse collective, but all horses, all horses have that capacity. Um, and sometimes we just have to get out of their way. Well, now there, I received many messages and I, I, I can't respond to them all. Unfortunately, I just don't have the time, but you know, North Carolina had about 1600 roads closed by the end of hurricane Florence, 354 oh. roads are still closed. Oh. Uh, and you know, route 40 was closed and is now finally reopened. And we all saw the pictures of the fish on the highway. Right. Um, and, you know, 95 was closed, unprecedented for a long time. That yeah. just opened uh, this earlier this week, too. So there's all kinds of relief efforts going on. I know that uh, I'd received a message, and I think you know her, Jennifer Witkowski. Um, yes, yes. Can, so th- can you just talk about what relief efforts you know are going Definitely. on and how people can help? Oh, yeah, definitely. She has been an amazing coordinator in the Southeast um, and has gotten in. She's gone in and helped others, vets in our area, others get in via boat um, to be able to get to the horses, make sure they're on dry ground, you know, get them hay, get them fresh water, things like that. And she actually, I, I have the information, it's Eastern North Carolina Emergency Equine Assistance. And it's run through a nonprofit called Our Heroes. So any donations made are tax deductible. Um, And I can give the email if that's okay to make the donations to. Can I do that here or could we add later? Actually, I just checked their website, ourheroesinc.org. Ourheroesinc.org is the website. And there's information on there. That would probably be the easiest way to just mention it on the air here. Certainly. So it's ourheroesinc.org. I know there's lots of other organizations that uh, other people may know about as well that are that are doing rescue yeah. efforts. There's thousands of animals uh, affected by this and people, of course. Um, so ourheroesinc.org. And I know the Red Cross has been had shelters open since the beginning of this. Um, so there's that too. But, you know, I wish you all, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, I wish you all the best. And, you know, what are you guys going to do? I mean, when, when you find, when the roads are finally open to get to your house, what are you going to do? 
we we are going to we're going to clean up. We are going to build. Um, and honestly, I'm taking this as a huge push to transform our farm into the sanctuary that it has always meant to be. And that means being able to never have to leave a horse behind. Um, you know, this was like a thousand-year flood. I mean, it, likely it will never happen again. But I will also never be in a position that I cannot pull out of my driveway with every single being in tow. So we're on a mission to make that happen. Um, and I can see it. I, it's going to be a long road ahead. I mean, we don't even have a, a, a safe home to live in right now. But all of that will it will happen. It will I happen. see some really quality, well-trained Mustangs up for adoption soon, people. Keep an eye on Mary's page. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> um, I put those words in your mouth. Yeah. I didn't say those That's just wishful I, uh, thinking. You know what, though, I, did. <laughs> I had a feeling during this, as I was driving down the driveway, I knew it. I said, you know, you're either going to have to go, you're going to have to either play smaller or play bigger. You're either going to have to scale down and only have as many horses as you can fit in this trailer, or you're going to have to become more expansive, more brave, allow others to support because I can't do it by myself and actually create a reality where I can support every single horse going off our property if they need to, not that it'll ever happen again, but to be able to do that. And so I'm, I'm choosing the road of, of more expansion instead of contraction because I, my heart, these are, they're my heart. All right. You just they broke everybody's heart. hearts that thought they were going to get a Mary Miller Jordan Mustang. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mary, I, you're brave to come on here. Thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the best of luck, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are, are with you and everybody else affected there in the Carolinas. Oh, bless you so much, and thank you for letting us highlight how people can donate, because that, our Heroes Incorporated, that they can run donations through, it is a very legitimate, sound place. Your money will go to helping the horses in our area. Ourheroesinc.org. We'll put a link to that on our Facebook page and in our show notes as well. Thank you, Mary. Keep in touch with me, okay? Oh, yes, sir. Thank you so much. Well, Jimmy, I'll tell you what. We've had these... uh, It seems like we've had these conversations so many times over the years with all of the hurricanes and floods and disasters, fires, and just... It just seemed we've just had these conversations too many times on this show over the years. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I remember blowing my mind when you guys had to evacuate all the horses for Irma. It's something I never thought of before. And so, you know, hurricanes, whether you're on one side of it before it hits or on the other side of it, when you're dealing with the flooding after, it's just nasty business when you have horses. And, you know, it kind of pisses me off. And I I talked about this in one of the posts I did for my weather post for WEG. It kind of pisses me off because what the Weather Channel concentrates on is wind speed. That is not what causes the most Mm -hmm. damage. It's flooding. And they never talk about that till after the storm's gone, right? But beforehand, they're always concentrating on wind. And I think, you know, this went down to a a category two. And and, then people going, oh, you know, whatever. you know, And it's only 100 mile an hour winds, but... What about the 40 inches of rain? <laughs> it's like, 
Well, Ugh. you're now officially a member of the Weatherman Brigade, so you need to step up and make sure everybody else does a good job. I think I should get an honorary meteorologist degree, don't you? I think I deserve one after all of that. <laughs> I think you definitely deserve one. <laughs> I think, so nobody's nominating me for that oh, either. <laughs> The the unofficial meteorologist of WAG. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, you can look through the archives of 2018 WAG show. Uh, we'll talk. And I have been getting a request from lots of people. I wanted to mention this uh, about my final, because, because of all my posts that I did, about my final thoughts on WAG and, you know, what went right, what went wrong, and how I feel about it all. And, you know, to be honest, I've been too tired to even put that together. So I will do that. I will get it done for Friday morning. I will post it on the 2018 WAG show page, and I'll talk about it here on the show on Friday, but uh, that's going to have to wait. I was just, <laughs> I was in recovery mode. My Lyme disease kicked up, and I'm surprised I'm even talking this morning. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you all tomorrow. It's the Horse Husbands episode. We do something different tomorrow on the Horse Husbands episode. I didn't tell them. We recorded it last night. I didn't tell any of them. There were four Horse Husbands on. Didn't tell any of them that we were going to be playing Horsey Trivia before they came on. So if you want to hear a very funny game of Horsey Trivia with four Horse Husbands trying to answer questions that you guys couldn't even answer when we play it here on the show, you want to... Well, wait a minute. You can't tune in because women aren't allowed. So only the men can tune in tomorrow (gasps) to hear the Horse Husbands episode because women aren't allowed. And then Friday, we'll be back with a really bad ads get your ads into jennifer at horseradionetwork.com it seems like 20 years since we've done really bad ads so get your ads into jennifer at horseradionetwork.com thanks jemmy see everybody (laughs) thanks there you go jamie be proud